Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey guys, thank you for listening. This is Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, and today you are listening to um, Latinos in Real Estate Investing podcast, and I'm with uh, with a friend here, Joseph Sclorisi, and um, Joseph's in the mortgage industry. He's a mortgage professional who's committed to helping his clients. He has more than 15 years experience in origination and banking. He's a graduate from Rutgers University with accounting and economics degree. Uh, Joseph works with uh, the mortgage lending industry and has built a career of talented and as talented and reliable mortgage banker. I'm going to let him share a little bit more about himself here. Joe, how long have you been married? Martin, been 10 great years, never in, never an argument. Ten, 10 great years, never an argument. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, I want to share a quick story with, with, with the listeners real quick. So Joe, so, so I host the um, local real estate investors meetup here. And Joe comes to my meetup uh, a few weeks ago and he, he leaves a little early. And, and in the back, my wife is sitting in the back and uh, she's got our table with all of our stuff and our content. And he tells my wife, uh, tell Martin that it was great, great, great event. And um, but I'm leaving because, I you know, it, it, uh, this is around the time that I got to go go home and cuddle with my wife. So, you know, I haven't stopped hearing the end of that one, right, Joe? <laughs> hey, man, you got to be a cuddler in this business, man. That's how you, that's how you survive. <laughs> oh, man. So I told my wife this morning, I said, you know, I'm interviewing Joe this morning. Tell him, she said, tell him, make sure you tell Joe I said hi, please. And to tell, keep up the good work. There's always time for cuddle in the morning. Let her know that. <laughs> so anyway, Joe, um, I want to get right into it, my brother. Tell me a bit. Tell me a little bit about what you do, your podcast, your events, and and all of those things, please. Well, from a mortgage lending specialist, uh, I recently accepted a position where now I am a nation nationwide lender. I can do a real residential and and or commercial loan in all fifty states, uh, whether it's a single family through a multifamily uh, through investment. Um, so it was a it was a strong move in the past thirty days. I thought it was a smart move. Um, also, in the past six months, we have transitioned from being part of other organizations when it comes to real estate education, and now we're providing a very concentrated educational workshop platform through Smart Real Estate RIA, which we have slowly reopened uh, following the quarantine, loosening up of things. So we ha- we're having about three or four events now per month. We were up to 10 to 12 at one point throughout the greater Philadelphia and South Jersey area. We started Smart Real Estate RIA, and then we we had started Smart Real Estate Podcast back in December with the idea of doing exclusive interviews such as this, and then having a Smart Real Estate EDU portal for the actual physical events where we have those actual workshops as backup as for people that could not attend the events. So, so obviously, as of March 13th, we really couldn't provide physical events, so we just dumped everything into our podcast, but now we're starting to speak to licensed and certified professionals to provide educational workshops exclusively 
under Smart Real Estate EDU instead of a podcast. Okay, fantastic. So you so you host a podcast. What's the name of your podcast? Just in case Smart Real Estate Podcast. So Smart Real Estate Podcast. So you have these education events. So in this show, we're always talking about education. And um, most of the people I, I bring on here, investors, such as yourself, and we'll talk about that a little bit because you're also an investor. Yes. Um, they're always talking about education, education, the importance of education. And um, where the, the role that education plays in, in, in successful, in being a successful investor. So you host all of these events. These events are in Philadelphia and uh, right out South Jersey, you said? Is that what you said? Well, we're cov- our coverage right now under Smart Real Estate RIA will be Philadelphia, the suburb counties of Delaware, Montgomery, Bucks County, Lehigh Valley, as well as South Jersey. We're going to try to cover Camden, Burlington County and or Gloucester County as well. So we're, okay. we, we were able to have three events this month plus a van tour. And then next month, we we're expanding into four new events plus a van tour. So we're slowly What's getting back tour? to some normalcy. That's awesome. What's a van tour? Well, it's going to be a caravan tour. Typically, I rented vans. Uh, here, we're going to people are going to drive themselves because just under the social distancing uh, scenario that we're going through right now, we visit anywhere between eight to 12 properties and do a full evaluation with a general licensed contractor, a licensed realtor, a hard money lender, and a conventional lender such as myself. And we go through the tour and then we evaluate the numbers based on purchase price, estimated general construction costs, and completed value and see whether it works for a flip and or a burst strategy, re, uh, uh, refinance and hold type of scenario for rental. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. So um, we'll make sure that we put the notes. Do you have the dates for that? Because maybe we have some listeners that want to participate in your van tour. Sure. You have a website and all that stuff for that? Absolutely. Joe? They can visit uh, smartrealestateria.com uh, or they can they can contact me on Joseph V. Scarice. Well, actually, Joseph Vincent Scarice. Joseph V. Scarice or Joseph Scarice. I have three Facebook profiles at this point. Okay. Uh, so they could reach out to me. Um, it's uh, the, the July 18th. We're covering South Philadelphia and Southwest Philadelphia, which are two different areas and neighborhoods. And then in August 15th, we have scheduled uh, uh, West Philadelphia and Delaware County. So there are definitely okay. different type of rental and flip environments. Okay. Yeah. We'll make sure we put that there because that's extremely important education. That's extremely important education for an investor or someone that just wants to learn how to how to do this you have how to do this game you have to learn learn how to run the numbers we have an event we've talked about that we also have one event where we're doing one full day um i want to talk i want to get into meat and potatoes here with you uh joe tell me about the interest rates the interest rates i I, we we hear that they've been the lowest they've been ever um uh, i hear i hear some experts talking about predicting the interest rates could go down as low as one um i don't know about that but tell me um Tell me about the primary interest rates and what's happening there. Well, as we know, the media is telling you what you need to hear or think what they think you need to hear. And they're really avoiding discussing how low rates are. And I mean, I am right now originating and locking rates for primary residents in the twos. I locked a loan actually at two and a quarter uh, this uh, yesterday. No, it's a 10 year. But on, on a 30 year, I was able to lock a two point. 5% to 2.625% wow. 
uh, 30-year refinance. On the purchase, we're anywhere between 2.625 and 2.875. On investment, I just locked a purchase single-family investment above a $100,000 loan amount, 3.5% at a 30-year mortgage fixed. So the opportunities are there. Um, I just, this is the problem in some areas, inventory is so tight. It's, it's like a tight rope Poconos, as you know, uh, people are just flying up there to try to find a property because now you don't have to work and live near where you work. You could work virtually. So they rather take advantage of a, a more of a suburbia environment. And I think for you in the Poconos, you're going to be staying very busy over the next decade. And, and the inventory counts, not like they're building more properties right now. It's a kind of, you don't see a ton of new construction. So um, the the inventory is getting a little looser. Prices are coming down a little bit. And the rates have maintained in the twos and the late threes for the past three months. I've actually originated close to $35 million in loans in the past four months. That that was my next question. Uh, what type of inquiries have you been receiving in the last several weeks? How how has things changed um, in the lending industry and it, since COVID nineteen? Since we since we opened it back up, how how, yeah. how what has been the impact there? Well, there's certain pro- uh, programs that have been suspended due to COVID nineteen. Um, we do have a stated product, a low doc or no doc product, meaning really it's asset based off the debt service of the property. You obviously have to have credit, but we're not requiring tax returns and or uh, W-2s. So some of the products are rolling back. Now, again, since I'm not asking for a lot of documentation, Martin, my rates are probably anywhere between 7% and 8% on a 30-year amortization. But guess what? If you don't have to show any documentation and a debt, debt service is at 1.0 or better, Hey, guess what? Seven percent, seven and a quarter doesn't sound too bad if, if you don't have if you don't have tax returns to show to support the property. Yeah, it's not. It really isn't, especially as an investor. Um, have you have you said one point zero or better for DSCR? That's yeah. really that's really aggressive. It no, is. I mean, but our L, the the LTV will be reflective to that. I mean, we could potentially go up to seventy five percent, but I'm going to comfortably tell you, you know, if it's a cash out. I'd say at 70%, you should be very happy because you should be buying correctly anyway, where 70% should get everything out of your investment. So is there 75% out there in the state of the product program? Yeah, but there's going to be some underlying conditions. Um, If you want 75%, show your tax returns and go document it and get a better rate. You know, don't expect a 3.5% rate with a stated loan program. Let me actually say it's from a professional. I know you've been in the mortgage industry for a long time. As uh, you know, I told, I shared with you, I was in the mortgage industry in the last boom. Yep. And um, isn't that what got us in trouble last time? State state program, no doc programs. And I knew they were going to be back. I knew that some investors eventually were going to be yeah. back. Isn't that what kind of got us in trouble, these subprime loans? Where do you see that going, well, um, being that some of these programs are coming back? It's not going to be for everybody, Martin, because I got 50 inquiries on my – 50 or 60 inquiries on the latest blast in regards to the product. Most people just want information. They don't even own a property. So this product is you know, a stated product now. You need to have a personal home before I'm going to give you a refinance on an investment property. So you got to have some skin in the game 
before I allow this this loan to proceed. So it weeds out a lot of the people that were provided these these non-conforming loans back prior to 2008. Um, I think there's definitely more invisible fences around the program scenario now. I mean, I, I, I fielded 50 calls, and I'm going to tell you, half of them didn't even own a home. So they're out. So if you don't even own your own house and you want to refinance another property and you, and, and, and you don't even own a house and you want to refinance an investment property, you rent, you have nothing. You have no skin in the game. So we're not going to give a loan to that type of person. We want somebody okay. that's got 700 scores, writes off a ton of stuff on their tax returns, but is looking just to refinance the property to get their money back to do a next deal. That's for the stated product. You know, documented products, you know, we're talking threes, threes and twos right now, whether it's primary or investment. So I want to talk about on the investor side of things. Um, are you doing asset-based lending? And can you explain to my listeners what asset-based lending is? Asset-based lending evaluates a property based on its debt service coverage ratio between income and expense of the property. I'm going to look at a credit score of the individual that's the guarantor under the LLC or the entity, or even in their personal name. And I'm going to state their income. I'm not going to verify the income. I'm going to verify the income of the subject property at hand. No, we were not looking to blank in multiple properties. These are individual refinances. Um, when it comes to construction financing right now, if somebody has a 700 credit score or better and can document their income, I can give them 100% financing on their construction and acquisition of a property up to 75% loan to value based on the completed value. Now, again, that's for somebody that has a level of experience of a couple of years, a couple properties under their belt at 700 score, 100%. My minimum loan size will be $100,000 on any of these type of products so far. I also have a construction product that goes up to 80% loan to cost on purchase, 100% on the rehab, but then I don't need that 700 credit score requirement. It could be your first deal out of the, out of the box. You got to show some level of income. It's going to be a lighter documentation, but I'm going to still verify your funds. And you're gonna, I'm going to go up to 70% loan to value based on completed value. So there's options out there for different levels of experience, but you're not going in with no money out of, no money out of your pocket and no credit. That, that's not happening. So this is for the, the, the documented or light documented investors that have maintained their credit, have some form of portfolio, own their own home that can progress forward. So I think that's the, the one big difference between now and 2008. Okay. So my next, my next question is, what if, there's, what if there is someone out there, uh, Joe, that it, it wants to buy their first investment? What advice, you know, their first either flip or their first rental, or maybe they're thinking about buying. Let's start there. Let's start with first flip or rental. Let's talk investors. And then we're going to go into personal because maybe someone out there wants to know what they need to do to buy their home. Right. But yeah. let's start. Let's start with investors. This is an investor's podcast. Uh, what should they be doing to prepare before they come to you? So what what is someone that's ready look like? As an somebody that's ready is, is somebody that wants me to evaluate their credit, their their buying uh, capabilities, whether it's from a, a rehab construction purchase and or just a standard turnkey investment purchase. If, the, if, I, if people are looking for more of a turnkey 25% down environment, 
I'm seeing more investors going for the two through four family instead of the one family. Because obviously if, if the property is empty in a one family, you're paying the mortgage. If you have one or two of the, of the yeah, if you have one of the two of the units in a two through four family, it's covering the mortgage still. Um, the people that are buying more of the standard turnkey, in my words, a turnkey, are looking at properties that they could repurpose or reposition with mod moderate renovations or repairs. Uh, the rehab construction, they're obviously looking to create equity for themselves. Um, I, anybody that's newer in the business, I, I, I'd keep the construction costs for their new their first rehab construction under $50,000 because they've never experienced the process of working with a draw schedule and a, and a general contractor. So a lot of things could happen in the based on upon your your pre, your past event you had this past month, things can happen during construction. So I would go into large construction projects of 100,000 and above if you're newer into the business, keep your 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 your, your opportunities with within $50,000 in repairs on your first transaction. Um, and then if you're looking for more of a turnkey, I'd look at anywhere between a one and four family, but something where, you know, everything's appraisable. You know, the, the inspection doesn't come back too bad. Some of the repairs you can just do as you go, get the place rented, get it cleaned up and move it along. Got it. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to go talk to you as an investor now from one investor to the other. What are you, so I, I know you mentioned to me the other day that you you and your family, you guys own 80 units, right? Is that, that's that correct, Joe? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how does someone, how does someone get there, Joe? What what advice would you give to someone that, hey, they, they, they want, they, they want to build a portfolio of, uh, of rental properties. And, and, you know, we have a rule in our industry, as you know, whoever, whoever has the money makes the rules. It, hence why I have you on this show, because the lenders, we play by the lenders rule. That's where the 70% rule comes from, right? The 70% rule as investors that we, we teach in, you know, new investors, it's because the hard money lenders set the seven, they set the rules, right? They want 70% LTV. So we reverse the numbers and we do our deals based on, on who makes them, who, who lends the money, right? Whoever lends the money makes the rules. So my question to you is what, what advice would you give to someone um, that's looking to scale, you know, to get scale to that up. point. How did you, how did you do that? How, what would well, you tell I, I, I think what you, what you want to give advice to somebody today, um, when it comes to scaling up with multifamily and rentals, the first acquisition out of the bat. And, and again, this is easier said than done is, mm -hmm. you know, buying your first home owner occupied and buying a four unit via FHA and use, uh, the, the house hacking, process okay. of acquiring a property because what a lender is going to see is one, you're gathering home ownership. You're also gathering experience to manage out a property and collect rents and show a positive return of income on your tax return. So mm -hmm. if you're throwing all losses off on the property, obviously I'm going to question whether you know how to manage a, a multifamily property, but if you're bearing income, and starting off with a four unit, okay, mm -hmm. now you've got three areas of, of income coming in, compensating for the one unit that you're living in for at least one year. Now, what I would do, live there for the one year to 18 months, and then mm -hmm. obviously look at the next opportunity of buying. If you could refinance that into a conventional loan, that's great. But if you can't, 
Then you go for a two family because you can't go for another four family if you live in a four family already. So you got to buy correctly. So I would go for a two family acquisition under Freddie Home Possible, which Mm -hmm. is a 5% down product, allowing a two family acquisition owner owner occupied. So year two or year two and a half, you're now going from four units to six units. Okay. And then by year three, you buy a single family. Now you have altogether seven units going. Now you go buy that single family year three with only 5% down, conventional. Mm-hmm. By that time, you should have enough equity in your four unit and two unit where you could refinance those and you could do the, the single family route or then reevaluate your cash flow. Hopefully, you've saved money by allowing other people to pay for your rent. And where you can then buy another multi stick into the two through four family or go bigger and go for a five unit and above. And then now you're really because you're going to go through the same effort in buying a five unit. than you're buying a single family. It's the same paperwork. It's all about money to put down. It's, it's your buy in. Amazing advice. Uh, amazing advice. I mean, I. House hacking at its finest. What a what a great what a great way you put it. And I'm glad that I'm glad I asked you that question because I was you know I'm not a lender. I used to be years ago, uh, but you know I was under the impression that you can buy when you house hack you can buy one four unit, live twelve to eighteen months the FHA rule, and then go again um, and buy another four unit until you reach whatever many loans FHA allows you, but. Yeah. You know, you know more because you're in the industry, so well, you you laid it out real clear. Well, let's, let's make it honest. If there's a motivating factor, you buy a four unit in the Poconos, okay, because you live and work there. Suddenly, yeah. you can you need to move to Philadelphia for a job position, mm-hmm. and you're capable of refinancing out of that first FHA loan on that four mm-hmm. unit. You have a motivating factor because you're moving more than eighty or ninety miles away. You could say, hey, I want to buy another four unit and an underwriter will find that allowable because obviously you're moving from one location to another job change, job movement based on income completely makes sense. But if you're trying to buy and this happened to me, I had somebody that bought a two family and then they wanted to buy the two family next door and claim they were going to move next door. Got it. That's, that's, that's not going to, I mean, I can't do those loans. I mean, that that's now I'm, I'm, I'm insulting the intelligence of the underwriter. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really good advice. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to what he just told you. Uh, that is, that is super sound. You want to be an investor. That's a one way and you're getting it from the lender. So, you know, Joe, in our business, in order to be successful in our business, you need a team. This is a team sport. You need a good lender. You need a guy like you. And that's actually the first person you need to be talking to is your lender. Like I said a moment ago, those that have the money make the rules. Go to the money, ask them what their rules are, educate yourself on the rules, and then play. Then educate yourself on other areas, but then play the game accordingly, right? That's playing intelligently. That's not, that's, that's, that's doing, that's doing this thing the right way. Joe, um, what's, uh, what is it like? I want to just switch gears again over, cause I know you're in the Philly market. We're here in the summer now of 2020 and, um, we don't know what's going to happen in the fall with COVID. What is happening in the Philly market? 
How are things in the Philly market? What do you see in the Philadelphia area, that market over there, South Jersey? What are you seeing and what are your projections? I know it's crazy. We watch the media and it's, it's a lot of looting and a lot of craziness going on over there. What do you, what do you, um, what do you see happening in the market there? What are the threats and what are some of the opportunities for people to go and buy in, you know, in that, in that market? Well, regenerification is obviously slowing down in some of the urban uh, redevelopment areas, neighborhoods of Philadelphia. I think there's a definite, uh, definite uh, fright to uh, maintaining a property in some of those urban uh, neighborhoods that are in Philadelphia. Um, I think you're having obviously an issue of eviction. Uh, you're not allowed to evict anybody or start the eviction until after August 31st. Uh, you have the Landlord Association now suing the city of Philadelphia in regards to this. But, I mean, I really don't think they have an option in the matter. There, there's people that have lost jobs. Uh, there's been blight and uh, rioting throughout the city of Philadelphia. So there's definitely a movement to the suburbs, again, where everybody was moving back from the suburbs to the city. Now people are like, hey, I'm going to get out of here for a little bit, and I'm going to move from the city to the suburbs. And you're seeing that, and and, and a lot of the suburban Realtors are becoming extremely busy, and you're also seeing PA realtors now getting licensed in New Jersey because people rather be 20 minutes away or 30 minutes away if they have to commute to work, or they realize they can work from home, and I'd rather live in an area where I feel a bit safer, where there's a little less problems going on. So I'm seeing it's, it's a mix of two. The people I see moving back into Philadelphia right now are for specific reasons, medical, education, uh, for specific job position, uh, not because, hey, I want to move back into Philly and take advantage of the, the, the ongoing appreciation. I think we're going to have a slowdown in appreciation on, on properties in, in almost any urban city in the country at this point. I think they're going to have a complete slowdown of the movement moving back to cities, which was happening for the past 10 years. And you're going to see a reversal where people are going to start looking back onto suburban areas that are convenient to major transportation, but yet just a breath away from the city, uh, just not to be part of any of the cities. And we're talking about 26 major cities across the country are going to be going through the same uh, flight uh, out of uh, in some of their neighborhoods. And you're going to see prices starting to come down. Rates are still staying very low, so I'm still seeing the people that want to take advantage of staying in the city to see the resurgence cycle of real estate over the next 10 years are seeing prices come down $25,000, dollars $40,000. Wow. That's interesting. What are the – so so you we, we talked about a lot of that stuff. We, we talked about the potential threats, right? To me, those are threats in that market, what are the opportunities? So what's an opportunity for guys like you and I as investors, when we put our investors hat on, what's the opportunity for us, right? Where, where, where do you see the opportunities lie? I mean, people still going to need a place to live. People yep. still live in, in Philly, right? Yeah. Is there looting? There's a lot of stuff going on and the world is crazy right now. We're living in an interesting time, but still people need a place to live. Where do you see the opportunity being that being your town and your city? What's the opportunities there? Well, I see the most makes sense across the across the globe, across the country based on urban environments, including Philadelphia. Really, the multifamily uh, sector is going to be the the safer play. Uh, I would stay away from any type of uh, retail 
C, C level retail or D level retail, because you might have empty space for quite a long time and you might end up having to repurpose that into a residential unit. So try to stick with true multifamily residential living, um, you know, three, four units, two units, anything multifamily, I think is going to be the play. I think you're going to, have to see a big change in retail. You're going to see a big change in commercial commercial industry, as well as commercial uh, sector as well. So I'd stay away from any of that. I'd really stick to the full blend, 100% of residential living, multifamily. So, okay, wonderful. So when is your next event? Let's. How can people get a hold of you, Joe? How can people touch base with you? Um, tell us. Well, my contact information is 215-290-5108. My email is joseph at V scarice.com i'm also available on facebook linkedin instagram google business uh twitter but uh the the biggest things i have this week this month which i have four events scheduled july 14th we're in cherry hill at national integrity title we're going to be there from 6 30 8 30 we'll be discussing residential lending and commercial lending fundamentals in the current guidelines well, July 15th, Wednesday, we'll be at DLP uh, Realty up in Bethlehem in Lehigh Valley. Uh, we'll be going over the same residential commercial lending guidelines. I think it's a good subject to carry through all the way. July 18th, we have our caravan tour in South Philly and South Philadelphia, Southwest Philadelphia. 8.30 to 3.30, we'll be meeting down at the uh, Home Depot on Delaware Avenue uh, Saturday morning. And then July 27th, we have our Philadelphia um, network uh, event, which is going to be held at 2020 Real Estate at 13th and Bigler, 6:30 to 8:30, and we'll be going over residential lending fundamentals. But I'm hoping to see you hopefully up in the the Lehigh Valley uh, location, July 15th. I love to have some time to talk about Urea as well with the attendees. Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, do you have a website, one place where people, just in case someone hears this and it's after these dates, Joe? And yeah. uh, is, is there one place where you? Put all of your events and people. Everything's on Smart Real Estate RIA. Everything's on josephvscarice.com. So smartrealestaterea.com or josephvscarice.com. Both are, they they both lead to our events. That's smartrealestaterea.com. Yep. And and or josephvscarice.com. Perfect. I'm going to put it in the show notes so people have access to it. Joe, thank you. Thank you for for sharing with us. I want to uh, share with my listeners. Hey, guys, Joe shared a ton of really good nuggets with you here today. If uh, if you're looking for a lender, I would call Joe. Again, Joe's number is 215-290-5108. He's a true professional. And uh, those that have the money make the rules. Guys, if you if you appreciate and you 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 found value in this show, please like, leave us a review, like, share, and comment on um on, on the review section. We really appreciate it. Again, this is Martin Perdomo with Joseph Scaris with uh, in the Latinos and Real Estate Investing Podcast. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and we'll see you soon. Martin, see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.